from the inkwells of Noir. To the digital screens of today. The kids present the comic book character of the month. Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening as we profile our comic book character of the month, Wonder Woman, for the month of May, and our read, the graphic novel, Gods and Mortals. This graphic novel would re-establish the Wonder Woman mythos and become the canon that we all love and adore as it relates to Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. The writer and artist for this book is George Perez. Also assisting in the writing is Greg Potter and veteran Len Wein. George Perez provided all of the cover art, and the executive editor at DC at the time is Dick Giordano, and the editor for this series is Karen Berger. With this type of a stacked lineup, there is no wonder why this series was so loved and adored from the get-go. You can also see the firm imprint influence that this had on the Wonder Woman movie that Patty Jenkins would bring to the big screen, and the only difference being the movement of that time frame to World War I, as where this book is firmly established in the 80s. A matter of fact, the first issue of Wonder Woman Volume 2, Number 1, debuted on November 6, 1986, with a cover date of February 1987. That first issue being The Princess and the Power. This would be the very strong statement by Perez and Potter to say Wonder Woman is back in all of her powerful mythological ways. The main characters for this first book of this seven issue graphic novel would be the story about the creation of the Amazonians and the Amazons on Themyscira, the gods of Olympus, Aphrodite, Apollo, Artemis, Athena, Demeter, Hera, Hermes, Estia, Poseidon, Zeus, the main antagonists being Ares, Heracles. This is just gorgeous modern mythology, steeped in the ancient past, but at the same time giving tribute to the 1980s and steeping it in that modern era. There would be great references to things going on in the 80s throughout this series. Still, the Cold War going on, the United States versus the Soviet Union. You would also have the Steve Trevor character being introduced here when we would get into issues 2 and 3 and moving forward. The arcs for this are great. The first two issues establish Diana, her role being an Amazonian, and what her charge or cause would be to help out humanity. The introduction of Steve Trevor. And then through those first two issues, you would have the basis from which the remainder of these adventures would key off of. Issues three and four would center around 
the gods manipulating thing, both from a good and bad perspective. So not only from the Ares perspective, but then also from the Olympus perspective. You would have the introduction of an antagonist called Decay that was set into motion by those forces supporting Ares. After that, you would get into issues 5 and 6, which would deal specifically with Ares himself, that god, and Diana and her allies battling that god and eventually banishing that god. And then finally, in issue 7, you had a resolution or a transitional issue that would put a nice bow or wrap up this first series, but then introduce a main worldly antagonist to Wonder Woman, that being none other than Cheetah, which is perfect ending for our read of this graphic novel because of our great anticipation of Wonder Woman 84 when that finally debuts here in November of this year. That film was originally supposed to have come out during the summer. That's why it was so timely. Wonder Woman would end up being our comic book character of the month for May. However, we just have to be a little more patient, but now having read this graphic novel, we are greatly anticipating the debut of Cheetah on the big screen, and we'll be able to key off of those 80s vibes that we got from this comic book series. Steve Trevor, again, being an Air Force pilot, very much the uniforms, the planes being flown and everything were quintessential 80s. In addition to that, there are references to President Reagan. I had mentioned before the arms race and the Cold War. That's keyed off very, very often here in this and central actually to the plot as Ares is trying to undermine everything that Diana is trying to protect as far as helping humanity is concerned where Ares wants to see the downfall of humanity and humanity constantly in conflict and Ares really being responsible for all of the strife and turmoil across the globe. This was laid out in such a way that I clearly see how Patty Jenkins was able to lift this material, just bring it back in time to World War I, firmly establish it there, and it'll be interesting to see how in the sequel to her film... She maybe perhaps keys in on some of these heavy 80s references here in the original series done by George Perez and is able to utilize elements of that stylistically and specifically as it will relate to Diana and the Wonder Woman character versus Cheetah there on the screen. Greatly looking forward to that. Overall, the art in this is just absolutely gorgeous you have the very gifted and now legendary artistic talent of george perez in the first two books just giving you lush classical artwork as he's leaning in heavy into the gods and olympus and all of those classical architectural renderings in there it's just it's absolutely gorgeous absolutely gorgeous done in an epic way And there's nothing more to say other than just do yourself the favor. Pick up this graphic novel and just enjoy staring at the pages for hours on end. There is not a lack of detail at all. Perez is hyper 
hyper, hyper attentive to the slightest little details, not only in his depiction of the ancient world and all that it encompasses, but then also all of the modern structures once you get into the 80s. And specifically, we're into Boston and the Boston area. And there is just some iconic architecture that is drawn in there by Perez, which if you're at all familiar with that city, you immediately will recognize. It's just absolutely brilliant. Matter of fact, the professor that Wonder Woman works with in this series is actually out of Harvard. So you actually see some of those iconic buildings from the university there. It's just so, so, so well done in capturing that mood, the feeling, all of the art as it relates to the depiction of the military is spot on. I'm always big on seeing, hey, do they really care about those depictions? So if you see just a placement of ribbons on uniforms and just uniforms in general, I think George Perez did a very faithful rendition to all of those uniforms. That was great. The movement of the story was pretty fast-paced. There is really is not a lull. And even when depicting very classical elements in Greek mythology, he keeps it interesting. There are whole pages that you have to read around, either in a clockwise or counterclockwise manner at times, in order to see all what's going on. Now, the advantage to viewing this on an iPad or any sort of tablet device is the ability to zoom in on individual panels. But once you zoom out to an entire page, you see that Perez has given us this beautiful one page of mural art, but with various characters strategically placed to be able to break it up into panels and then either have exposition there or dialogue going back and forth between the gods and let's say the Amazonians at times. It's just absolutely lush, very ingenious. And there is never any fatigue as a reader or an absorber, because that's really what I felt I became. I was absorbing, taking in, digesting the beautiful art that Perez has put on these pages. These stylings are just spot on, what I would hope Wonder Woman would be. I was never disappointed. If anything, the expectations were not only met, but exceeded. All of the hype that is reaped on George Perez and his run of Wonder Woman is so greatly deserved. And I cannot, cannot endorse this enough. Stop listening right now. Go pick it up, this fantastic graphic novel, Gods and Mortals, which chronicles the first seven issues of the second volume of the Wonder Woman series, firmly establishing her mythos now on World 2, post the Crisis on Infinite Earths event. And it is very rare that I say a retcon or a reimagining of a character is a good thing, because frankly, if your character here is so iconic, one of the tentpole characters, one of the big three within DC, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and you're going about retelling of an origin story? Well, as far as Wonder Woman was concerned, and based on everything that had been done to Wonder Woman up to this point, this could not have come at a more appropriate time and really did the character 
justice. Finally. Thank you, George Perez. Thank you. And with that, kids, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us a message via the Anchor app or send us an email at kirbyskidspodcast at gmail.com once you have read Wonder Woman, Gods, and Mortals. (laughs) 